0: You're gonna feel the power, it's gonna turn it on, you to your dreams, just wait and see, the dream company, the dream company, the dream company, the dream company.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the dream company. This is episode 38.
2: And, Natish, you're going to start us off.
0: I was walking in this road, and then this this guy, like, disguised with a hat and a mask, he came and he said, I have to scan your pee, so can you pee in this bowl? Why did he want to because, scan your
1: pee? Because
0: yeah. my pee was gold. That's what he said? Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I peed, it and then he tricked me into peeing in real life, not <laughs> like in on a dream. Your, like on the
1: bed? Oh, yes. you well. woke up and you had peed in the bed. Yes. And this—well, who do you think this person was? I don't know. What do you think? It, what do you think it was? I don't know. He was a bad guy, right? Yes. He tricked you. He was in a disguise, <laughs> right? Yes. He had a mask and a hat, and he, and you've been learning not to pee in the bed. And, uh, whoa, buddy, but he tricked you into peeing into bed. And how did he trick you? By telling you you had special pee, right? Oh, you were flattered. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll pee in that, in that bowl. You can scan my pee. The world needs it, right? <laughs> and then, oh, my God, you woke up and, no, not that, please. All right, well, it's kind of humorous, but I wonder how many times this happens and, you know, a kid has peed in the bed. And I think, you know, dreams actually have a lot to do with it. Uh, anyway, thank you, Natish, for sharing your mm-hmm. dream. Uh, he's a bit grumpy, just woke up. <laughs> All right, he went and saw... Uh, what did you? What movie did you go see last night? Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ah, uh, he saw The Late Show. I didn't get back till 2.
0: Reviews <laughs> on that? like short reviews, like few what? seconds reviews. Two seconds that? review. Oh, he loved it. Okay. All right. And
1: if it wasn't trying to deal with present issues and racial issues mm-hmm. and if it were just dealing with black panther itself and wanting to show the superhero and the wakanda the whole thing it would have been a much better movie.
0: Mm, okay. Thank you. All right.
1: Well, I guess I'm going to be next. Now, uh, now I had forgotten this dream and last podcast I was describing a poem that I tweeted and four photos. One where Douglas was a bimbo. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> he was sitting in his undies. And um, I had the dream the same night that I believe that Douglas had his dream. What was your dream, just briefly?
2: I'd been brought in at the last minute to do a part in a play. Okay, yes. That had already had some performances, and they were doing a dress rehearsal. And I knew that my part was a woman and was just kind of a bimbo.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and one of the main objections to me taking your photo when I took it there in your underwear were you were complaining about your bitch tits. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, so in this dream, I'm in kind of like a newspaper printing room, a media room, like the old-fashioned kind. You know, it's almost like in a basement, a really thick concrete walls, and I'm on, on a table, and uh, someone is making copies of a work that Douglas and I have done, and it's kind of like a banner, something like that. And he has done his part on the banner, and I have done mine. And uh, they're, they're photocopying the banner, and uh, my part was like copied okay, and there's a guy in there kind of doing these things. And then Douglas noticed that after they make the copy of the original, that the insects, that were kind of like grasshopper-like creatures, uh, that had been on the roll or on the the banner got copied right and that means they were going to be distributed along with it and douglas was not happy he did not like the insects there right it kind of make him made him look bad you know a little bit and i was like oh i said well no douglas i, I but that shows you know the the trials and tribulations of the road you know it's like it's worn it's beaten it it, it adds to the whole thing and then I am out in the street and it's like I'm riding the banner or something like that that Douglas and I have made and it turns into um, kind of like uh, something between a cross between a large truck and a train. And I'm thinking for a moment, well, this is really odd. How can I ride a um, piece of writing or or a banner? How how, how is that possible? And uh, the dream ended. Now, okay. Now, I had this dream the night before. I believe it was the night before, I tweeted the poem that Mr. Douglas appears in his bitch tits. I'm sorry, his underwear. (laughs) So, uh, okay, what is the poem saying? Can someone, I mean the dream, tell me about it, someone besides me?
2: Well, it shows our work together, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I don't remember when we discussed it. How you related it to the tweet? Yeah, I
1: don't remember how exactly I related it to the tweet, which makes me a may not have actually happened. It, I don't know if this yeah. was actually pre vision. Uh, I, I think it probably has more to do, in my opinion, with like the podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luna, hello, Luna. Oh, that's <laughs> Luna, what are you Miss Luna, listen. Hey, uh, put your headphones back on and relax, Luna. Thank you. Okay. Um, anyway. It does represent our work together. Now, what, what, is, what are the insects on your part of the banner? What, what, what is that? They, they were strange, they didn't look gross. It, it was like grasshoppers and uh, it was mostly just the body and, and it was a, 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 an oval shape. Each one was an oval shape on the banner and the tips of their legs had, uh, were, had been cut off and so it was just the main body of, of uh, a grasshopper-like creature and it was like in, in various places all over his part of the work that we had done together.
2: And, uh, okay. Well, locusts are, grasshoppers slash locusts are a plague.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, I, what would you relate
2: it to? Well, maybe it was the anxiety.
1: Right, right. right. Well, okay, we've shared. And it's been difficult for Douglas to, we've shared some dreams that he he has had in relation to uh, Panic Disorder that he had suffered from a few years ago, and and it came back a few months ago. And uh, so, before I relate the symbol, it was difficult for him to share these dreams. We had this, you know, we, we were talking about taking medication, Um, And it was there was a dream that he had that urged him that that was the easier way to do it. You know, don't don't worry about it. There's a stigma attached to all of these things. I mean, my goodness, what a stigma attached to pedophilia, huh, guys? (laughs) Anyway, so um, he was a little bit embarrassed. This was difficult for him to share. And uh, so I think that that's what the grasshoppers are representing, you know, and he didn't quite like them on the banner. But myself, I thought they fit because they showed the weather of the road, you know. They showed that, well, we really had to overcome some things. So uh, I feel that, you know, the dream is showing this process of, you know, of Douglas and I working together and putting things out there in the public that have to do with our stuff. And uh, so, wow. Now, I've told before in other, you know, in other podcasts, what we're putting on the net matters, I mean, we are talking to the public. We're like in a town square, and we're we're saying our we're speaking our piece. And this is significant. And our dreams will show us the quality, the quality. What's going on with that? And it will even give us tips on how to create it, how to do it better, what not to do, when to stop, those kinds of things. And uh, so you know. This dream is, again, about our public work together. I think it basically has to do with everything we're doing together. But, you know, it might be more specific to the podcast. And, you know, um, the photograph that I used of him is significant. I mean, I put a photograph of him on the Internet in his 90s, And, you know, not the most flattering photograph to have. And so, you know, wow, that's a significant thing. That's a big thing to do is making yourself really vulnerable to the public. And the public is just really not nice. So the dreams are showing this process. And so there was more, you know, in in that tweet than, oh, Douglas, can I just use your photo? There's a lot going on there. And the dreams are working through this and working this out. And the things that we're sharing on this podcast, we have to share our shadows the darkness, the, the the things we're we're getting wrong, doing wrong, or having wrong done to us, because our dreams deal with these things so much. And one of the reasons why we don't like to remember them, we don't we don't like to tell other people about them. But if you have a dream group, that's going to happen. And if you have a podcast on dreams, whoa, well, you're going to make yourself vulnerable. And there's just no other way around it. And it's not easy. Anyway, um, Mattoon, you can be vulnerable here.
0: <laughs> Tell your dream and <laughs> go ahead. So, um, I had this satisfyingly romantic dream, I can say. So, I don't know how it started, but from where I remember, it started with, like, there was this female voice that was saying. I think I also met some angelic being or something, like. I don't know. Angelic. Yeah, a- angelic. Right, right, you just said it so quickly, angelic being. <laughs> okay, angelic being angelic angelic being. <laughs> so anyway i think i met someone like that and then soon after that i heard this female voice that said i've heard from stars on the moon that someone loves me so much and i didn't know it was you it was so poetic in the dream it was much more like as he was saying that i was seeing the scenes of the stars like so many stars in the sky and so much, like the moon like it was so bright and i was looking at everything uh, who I, was this girl what was this girl Soon after that, like, there was this girl that appeared in front of me as she was saying that, and then it took a form. And then it took a form of the girl from uh, Titanic movie, you know, right. the Titanic. Kate
2: Winslet.
0: Yeah. yeah. So she... Or Rose came, is the name of the character. Yeah, Rose. So Rose came closer to me and kissed me. I was, it was so romantic. It was so, like, there was nothing sexual going on, like, my... My, my thingy was not getting up. <laughs> 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 explicit podcast, explicit podcast. I said thingy, I didn't say penis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, you said it, oh my God.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so, anyway, so it didn't rise up on it. There was this love, there was this, this nice vibe, this nice feeling. Coming it, from it, the heart, right? Yeah, from the it, heart. It yeah, wasn't yeah. coming yeah, down yeah, exactly. from the sex exactly. chakra or she was so beautiful, the, with the moonlight chocolate. on her face and all, it was so, yeah. Okay. That's all I remember. Well, what yeah. about who was this girl i keep asking what was this girl i mean was she a human was she she, she was so divinely in the dream i don't uh, like i don't know how to... she was like a goddess yes yeah, like a goddess yeah, yeah,
1: ah, yeah okay yeah okay so you had you had a romantic um uh, rendezvous <laughs> in the moonlight under the stars <laughs> with a goddess oh wow Tell us about it. What What do you think that means?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You Are said. you the
1: consort of the goddess? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you familiar with that trope or trope meme? Uh, that's not a meme yet. Um, yes. Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Okay. Is, honestly, I don't know. Right, well. You say it could be like a personal relationship to the divine. Ah,
1: yes. <laughs> which is quite multifaceted. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is in our yoga, we're asked to be brahmachari wow it's a process it's not easy and especially when you're mattoon's age you're 22 and so we've <laughs> dealt so much in this podcast with his dreams about being a brahmachari, and learning how to integrate his his relationships with women and still have them and have intimate you know relationships with females of the opposite sex that he's attracted to and not letting that get in the way and uh so in this dream here wow you have a little romantic fling with the mm-hmm. goddess with a divine being
0: actually what was interesting though was like i always ask this question like they always with the masculine form of the god they they romanticize with god like sufis even do that but with the mother, like divine mother, they only respect and do things like that. But they don't love like a girlfriend. Like don't love the mother as a girlfriend. Right? I always ask, can I do that? <laughs> I always yeah. ask the question. Also, like a week before, I was asking the same question. Can I do the same with the divine mother? Like seeing her as my like like my beloved, not not just a mother, but like my beloved partner. Like like right. I would see a girlfriend, well, romantic, like people do with the masculine form of okay. god. They say they see him as a beloved, you know. Is it possible, I was thinking, it was interesting the way it happened the week after I had this dream.
1: Well, let's talk about your relationship with your mother. so <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, I, for, for the psychiatrist and psychologists in, in the audience that we don't have yet, we don't have an audience, uh, they're asking that question. That's not it, guys. Girls, I'm sorry. Now, that's really significant that you were asking this question and... And like when you're asking this question, you're asking this question of the Divine, you know, of God. Like, hey, my goodness, you know, is this possible? Yeah. And, wow, you got a resounding yes. Yeah. And, you know, there were no sexual attractions, the sex wasn't going on, but it was really hard stuff. Yeah. Really, ro- really romantic, like the epitome of a romantic moment yeah. You, yeah. you're describing that you had with, the, with, that, with that Divine yeah. Goddess. Now, the thing about it is, um, Sri Aurobindo and the mother talk about a relationship with the divine. It's all fulfilling. It will fulfill every aspect of the types of relations that we have with other humans. And, you know, the romantic, the parental, uh, the friend, all of these things. And, well, how does it fulfill the romantic? Okay. Now, what did you feel after that dream? We were on the walk, and what did you tell me? You told me you were.
0: Satisfied. Satisfied. I, I, like I didn't even want to have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> like, like. Ah. <laughs> so, I told you, well, just wait till tomorrow.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, these things are, you know, they are experiences, they're not realizations. Yeah. And so, so you know, the, everything comes on back. But that's an amazing dream.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I have to, <laughs> you know, I remember when you were... Fourteen, yeah. and you had this dream. I won't even. We we'll make that an
0: explicit podcast <laughs> if we talk about your, your, the mother's picture. Yeah, I think we mentioned some somewhere. No, we did dream in, a, we in a previous
1: podcast. Yeah, you're going to have to search through all the podcasts here. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to repeat it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just said
1: weird kid. Yeah. Uh, but okay, thank you. That is giving you some sort of compensation. Mm-hmm. You're not just being asked to be Ramachari and just endure. Mm. You're seeing there's a possibility of that romantic fulfillment in your relationship with the Divine. Mm. Those are words and they sound kind of like really stuffy. Uh, I'm sorry, words are representational. The thing in itself, we just can't say. Uh, in, and there's a thing in itself happening here. Mm. It's but wonderful. Probably the main,
0: the, the main reluctance for seeing the, the Godmother, or however you want right. to say, as my better half or something like that, because if I have to think about them, like like, Always this concept, right? Like Parvati and Shiva and all that. Like right. I'm not equal of Shiva or something right. like that. Like a god like, right, right, to right. see myself as equal as, as a better half. That was the reluctance that had always been with me.
1: Well, that's a very good point because what the the. For you, the female of the opposite sex, and I, I'll say again, there's no accounting for taste. Uh, <laughs> for you, that is your other half. You know, we're kind of like not in, I mean, the the big thing is we're not in union here, and, and we're seeking union all over the place, even with a cup of coffee I'm drinking. <laughs> and uh, so, wow, especially with, you know, we're, we're male or female or, may, may, you know, something like that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to make these just... Cut and dried distinctions, but basically we're like that. And like, if we're male, we're we're longing for our female half, and vice versa. Or what represents that to us? Mm-hmm. And for you, you're fortunate. You're you're normal. <laughs> it's a female of <laughs> the opposite sex. And and wow, well, how do you have that? That's an equal relationship. Now that kind of union. Well, you're being shown it is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you
0: could... Oh, it is okay. She like, uh, no, like, oh, yes, like a Divine a, Mother saying, like, is it okay to see me like that?
1: Huh? That's the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. Thanks. Okay, okay Douglas. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome, son. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yesterday I had a dream where I was riding down a street here in Pondi called Nehru Street, and I was near the main market, and I was on a bicycle, and... Then this guy and this girl came up next to me, and the guy was, like, not yelling, but, like, you know, insulting me. And I I realized I'd accidentally, like, cut him off. But I got tired of listening to him, and I just told him to fuck off. But then I could see him really get angry, and I thought, oh, no, now he's going to want to fight. And then we were going down probably Mission Street, and his bike had turned into a van, and he stopped in front of me, forcing me to stop. And I knew he was getting out of the van, so... I went around to the passenger side of the van and opened it up and was like, just kind of glowing through the glove box. And then he came back into the driver's side and uh, I bit him on the nose. And I think that that was the last thing that I remembered. Well, what do you make of the dream? Well, recently I, and I think prematurely, started reducing one of the medications I've been taking. And um, the other day, the anxiety came came back, not full force, not by as any strong, mean. Just, no. just
1: just no no panic.
2: Either. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but but it, but with some other symptoms like um, nausea and uh, just kind of feeling weak in my body.
1: Now, prior to this, it had completely shut off. Yeah, dream and 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 my muse had had recommended just starting taking the medication. Uh, Daily and and as needed, and that shut it off.
2: Yeah, well, it got me to stop thinking about it.
1: Right, it it, it put you in the place where you could shut off the panic, exactly. Now, so you started to... to,
2: Well, I had a dream that, you know, I had like a bottle of pills and there was just some like junk and bits of like lint and stuff in it. So I wondered if maybe that was telling me it was time. To taper off. But I was really... I was hesitant, but, you know, there's this part of me that doesn't like like it. Um,
1: of course, of course. I mean, not only because of the stigma attached, yeah. the way that we look at ourselves, I mean, yeah. you know, we're very socialized creatures. So, of course, you don't like taking them, I understand.
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know... Probably I should have just stayed the course and waited for another dream or more confirmation.
1: But anyway, in this dream, so what is this, like, okay, there are movements in the dream. There are, there's a specific, why, why is it a bicycle? Okay, that's interesting. You're near the main market in, in town, uh, a Goober, Goober market. Uh, so you were very close, let's say, to the vital, to its command center, to the main market in, in your vital uh, life force exchange, impulses, all of those things. So wow, you're in a significant place, and uh, you're on a bicycle. Wow. Okay, mode of travel. It's not motorized. You have to power, power it right, and it can't really go off road. It kind of has to stay on nice, smooth roads and stuff. It's the dainty kind of thing, and so that's your mode of travel. And so yeah, here you are. You know, you're you're not in a place of like awesome strength, right? You're still taking medication and you're keeping the panic disorder at bay. So that's kind of like being represented and being on the bicycle. And then, wow, what happens, you know, in this central area of the vital? uh, You kind of cut this guy off. He's At first, he's on the bicycle too. And um, wow, he gets pissed off. And uh, so then there's a shift. Now, what does that mean when you cut him off? Does that mean you cut off medication? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you start taking any there's there's anyway, what I'm trying to say is there's a blow blow interpretation of a dream. Yeah. Oftentimes we just give a general interpretation, and that's okay. You get a feeling of the dream. It is possible to give a blow by blow interpretation. Now, after you spoke this dream, I thought about it a little bit. What does the bicycle represent and things like that? Now, all of a sudden the man is not in a bicycle, but he's in a van. As soon as you, as you know, something happened and whatever it was, it wasn't just that you started tapering off on the medication, that wasn't it. Other things were going on, and so wham, things are starting to appear again. It rears its head again, not in a big way, but but oh, all of a sudden, so so wow. And then it becomes a van. A van is much more substantial than a bicycle, right? Whoa, my goodness! It can carry passengers and stuff. Now there's a there's an element of the dream that you that I I didn't hear you relate. You got into the van and you went through the glove box.
2: Yeah, I was I was actually the witness at that point. I was watching uh, myself. You
1: were watching yourself do that. Wow, what does that mean? The van. I feel the transition from the bicycle to the van, all of a sudden the anxiety returned.
2: Yeah, so it the dream up- was a couple days after that happened. But-
1: right, 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 yes. and uh, But it's showing that process of that happening. So all of a sudden it became a van. I'm not quite sure what it means that you were inside of it and you were going through the glove box, although you were really examining this process. You were taking it apart piece by piece, so it was kind of like being in the glove box, right? Mm-hmm. Although you were witnessing I think this. I was looking
2: for a weapon, something to attack To him. attack him with, wow,
1: okay, more, that's the whole reason you were going anyway. So what I'm trying to say is there's a way to interpret every symbol in a dream. Now, sometimes they don't exactly, oftentimes they won't exactly correlate to something in waking life, but they're interpretable, and they're they're more fluid than our mind likes to put on things. That's another difficulty in interpreting symbols and dreams. They have a lot of fluidity. But anyway, my point here is, first we generally interpreted the dream and I think that eventually we learn to go into the symbols of the dream, blow by blow, and try to relate that to outer process. Mostly, most of the time, it's an outer event as it appears from the inside or its inner meaning. Anyway, that was uh, a process dream of showing you where you were at that moment, what's going on. And that's the main value of, of dreams and that sounds really little and light but it is not. We need Something to show us where we're at, what's going on with us, and and the truth of that. And that's what dreams do for us. Well, I think that's about it. Luna, you got something? Uh, Luna, uh, she's eating the door. Okay, uh, <laughs> Matuna, are you all right? I'm all right.
2: Okay, anyway. Um, one thing I thought, too, about that dream was because, I mean, you know, of course I've been having trouble, I've been browbeating myself. Boy, that was really stupid. You should have been, kept taking the tablets I mean. Um, you know, and I thought maybe that might have had something to do, too, with him, you know, being angry at me. It's like this part of me that's angry at Ah, wow, myself. you know,
1: no, I, I, I think so. Um, no, I think you're right. I think you're... Uh, that's really a weird thing that dreams can do, if that's indeed the interpretation, but I think yeah. you're right. Another difficulty interpreting dreams is because they're so from left field, I mean, they're so irrational. And if that is indeed the case, that angry man represents the angry part of yourself for tapering off on the medication. And of course, you know, the whole person there, the altercation with him, the cutting him off, represents, you know, starting to cut off the medication. That's really something, you know, and the way that the dream shows that, right? And wow, good gracious, no wonder (laughs) we're having problems uh, learning how to interpret our dreams. You really have to be a creative thinker, right? And you really have to be open and, and to look at these because they're not rational. But we can make reason out of them. Okay, I think that's all. Uh, wait a minute, Bruno, are you fine? Okay, Bruno, doesn't. the Doberman is fine.
2: Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Next time.
2: All right, bye everybody. Bye-bye.